0: Hey everyone, welcome to the World's Okayest Entrepreneur, the podcast for the okay entrepreneur who's just kind of figured it out as they go.
1: And let me tell you, it is all about figuring it out because we're going to be talking about how this podcast came to be. This podcast was actually something that Andrew and I didn't even think was going to happen in our lifetimes. We never ever had a conversation of like, we should be A, starting a podcast together or B, by ourselves for some, or A or B, Whatever. But it was something that um, we would talk about podcasts all of the time, nonstop. We, and that's kind of how it happened was that we were just constantly texting each other podcasts. And we were like, oh, what about this? What about this? And then one day I was like, we either need to start a podcast together or we just need to kind of stop texting each other. We either need to like kind of make this something that we do together to do time or else I have to go focus on my business. And then it just kind of, I think we were both like,
0: yeah. Totally. At first it was like, oh, do we start like a a podcast book club or something like that? Or like a podcast YouTube channel where we review podcasts and things like that. And I think we had the name like Oddillionaire or something like that. Oh my God,
1: I forgot about that. Oh, and then we also had the idea of just like drinking and talking. And then we were like, well, there's 8,000 drinking and talking podcasts. And then every now and then you and I also stopped drinking sometimes. So we were like, I don't know how we're going to make this happen. So
0: I realized after looking into it, I was like, I think most podcasts started with people just drinking and talking. And then they were like, we're going to start a podcast. Let's re- let's record this.
1: I know. So it's just really funny, though, because I think that's like it happened. And then at first it was actually going to be a podcast that was called The Scale. It was very like kind of ruthless because it was going to be us like focused on scaling our businesses. And then we really kind of realized that was not what we wanted because what we really loved was the humanness of the journey of the entrepreneur and just how you are figuring it out and the storytelling in the community that happens through entrepreneurs, like that's what we really realized is what we love so much is like when you get to connect with another entrepreneur and really kind of share your battle scars, like that was like what we wanted to build. And so that's really how the world's okay entrepreneur came because in this pressure cooker of a world where it's like as an entrepreneur, I feel like you just feel like you have to be great. You just have to right. be great. But how could you be great at something you've never done before?
0: It's funny because I was just listening to a podcast with Brian Chesky, the founder of Airbnb. And there's so many moments when I'm listening to some of these big founders who have these, you know, he's friends with President Obama. But I relate to him in so many aspects because so much of his story is like, it's so much the okayest entrepreneur. Like, he's like, ah, oh, I didn't know what to do, but I just did this. He's like, I guess today I'm going to make this decision. And I think about that so often with these entrepreneurs that we've been talking to is like the decisions they make are just brand new. And they're really they're not like, yeah, you know, because I'm the greatest, I'm going to make the best decision. It's always like this feeling they have where they're like, I just I have to just go in there and do it. Yeah. And it's kind of like you you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants.
1: I mean, and I think that's just how entrepreneurship happens. And that's how this podcast happened. It was very much so like I buy the suit of your pants. Did we know anything about podcasting before we started? Yeah nothing no. zero not a thing in the world we got kind of lucky my husband had had a podcast in the past that was related to hockey so he had gear so we had kind of one leg up a little bit but it was interesting because he was like this tech and whatever and we were like mm, nah we're gonna use this tech instead
0: right but he's like here's a sound card and here's like this other thing i don't even know what the stuff's called oh, but right. i have it all plugged in and then i was like sound card i was like what's a sound card oh, my God. i started like typing stuff and like doing the research and i was like okay and now that i we have it all set up i'm like oh i get it now
1: and we had a couple of, like middle school moments because he was like this is the master fader and yeah. we we're like the master what the
0: master what the master fader, fader.
1: and then we're still like complex like there's this thing on the mic that's called like a fethead, head and we're like what we now know what it does it like helps bring the audio like make it louder and everything but i'm still like why is it called a fet head
0: Right. Yeah. Why is it called a Fed head? I'm sure if you know, please let us know. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I and I experimented with putting the FET head because everything in the audio world is controversial. Everyone has like this, like their own opinion of what's the best. But I even had to look into does the FET head go on the sound card or does it go right after the microphone? And the internet split, of course. They're like, well, some people say, well, put it right after the microphone because then it helps amplify your sound before it hits the cord, which is going to be this thing that. The chord can cause whatever, what do you call it? Like chatter. And then so you're going to get all that chatter when it's amplifying it down at the sound card. So they're like, do it before the chord, before you have the chatter. And I was like, okay. And it seems to work.
1: And I think what's so great about that, though, is like Dan Sullivan said this, which is like the doing is the learning, like yeah. the actually doing and the process is the learning. Like you could study a podcast upside, up, left, right, down, but you would never like it's not until you actually do it and put the thing in motion that you're actually really figuring it out, learning the process, and then the things that you might want to change or tweak or anything like that. But like building this podcast has honestly been so similar. It is a business, but I didn't realize how many parallels it had between growing a business and then growing a podcast is a second business. It's just now with, instead of us making products, it's just with audio gear.
0: And then now just like really media, like building an audience. Right. And I think it's funny because I don't think at the beginning we even thought of it as a business. And then we were like, oh, this is actually a business. Like this isn't just us recording ourselves talking about things. This actually has to be structured like a business.
1: We may have been inspired by one of our previous guests, Rectangle, because they have LOL LLC and we love that. And so I don't know how it was available, but OK LLC was available. And so we now own that as our new entity. Okay, LLC. Exactly. We're protected now. Yes, we're protected now. Limited, Limited. Yes, limited liability corporation here. But I think like, but we actually didn't even do that until we kind of knew we had a little bit of product market fit. Like, I wouldn't say that it goes through the major stress test of product market fit at the moment, but... We did know that we had enough of an active listenership, like we could kind of hit a certain milestone that we were like, okay, it is time to kind of button down the hatches and actually start putting things into place because this podcast has now become part of our day, like our lives. Like we kind of know like on these weeks we're recording these podcasts and then I kind of know like I'm doing this kind of stuff with like the social media and the producing of it. And then for you, you're doing all of the editing and everything like that. And we've kind of now structured it into our lives.
0: Right. It's like I know every after every weekend on a Monday I have to put the podcast out. I have to publish it. Yeah. And uh at first I was publishing it on Mondays and it wasn't until recently where it was like a couple weeks happened where it got published on a Tuesday. One time it was just, we were out of town and we had to publish it on a Tuesday. The next week I published it on a Monday in the morning, but there was a glitch in Spotify and the podcast didn't get published until Tuesday. And then it just seemed like a better schedule anyways.
1: Yeah. And so we just, I mean, and I think that's like... This is kind
0: of brand new too. So I'm,
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of just part of businesses too, is like, I think that's like what's interesting, like talking about the parallels between like starting a second business now is you tell yourself these stories of like, oh, well, I have to publish this episode on Monday And you're like, well, actually, I we like run this business and it works better for us to publish on a Tuesday. Then you should just do that. Like it's so weird. You set these like strict rules and parameters around yourself that you just don't get to reflect sometimes and be like, oh, actually, this would work way better for my life if I actually just did it this way. So we publish on Tuesdays now.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I get kind of sad because so many people publish on Mondays. I'm guessing this is why the Shopify glitch happens is because everyone tries to publish on Monday. We probably just got pushed to the back because you had, you know, these podcasts that have a bazillion people listening to it. But I was like, I get sad some Tuesdays because there's not a new podcast for me to listen to. So Tuesdays, I'm like, let's provide somebody with something on Tuesday.
1: We're giving it to you. Giving no, it on, to you. It's on, totally on Tuesday. It's Yeah, totally Tuesday. But I think it's just been so interesting starting the second business with you and just kind of like seeing the parallels of like, you know, because I kind of forget because now I've been operating my current other business for more than a decade. And it was interesting to kind of start something new because I really hadn't started anything new in a while. And it was very interesting to me because I just came out of an EOS annual. And Sue Hawks, our implementer, was like, visionaries need to create yeah and if they don't get to create then they will yeah they'll create but they will create probably maybe when they're not even like supposed to sometimes Uh and that's really how this podcast came to be it was that like I had said like it really wasn't this thing but I just like I think I had this urge of like I need to build something like I must create something new again right and so it was so fun like I do like when I was like just journaling about this process, I was like, the beginning days were so fun and like oh, so yeah.
0: limitless. Just the planning for weeks being like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And we're like, have to get this gear together. And we should like think of a plan to get this going. And then it went from one iteration of like, it's going to be this podcast. And, no, it's going to be this podcast. And then no, it's going to be this podcast. Let's start with like an introduction and then interview ourselves. And then it was like, let's have a podcast guest. And then from there, it's kind of continuing to evolve into this, what it is now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. Our previous guest, Aaron Farrell of The Coven, she really talked about this, like the, like the honeymoon phase of business. Yeah. And I was like, that was totally like what we had in the beginning a little bit. And that was super fun. And I feel like we're now like moving out of that phase. Uh-huh. It is starting to have processes and procedures and everything, which is what you need to have happen in your business. But I forgot like how fun it is sometimes just to be like, I'm just building now. Like I'm just like the opportunities are endless. And it was just kind of like falling in love with the process of building again, which was something that I quite missed. And so I'm glad that it's now part of my week and like that was like one of these things we're gonna foreshadow talk about rosebud thorn here in a second but that I think was like for me is like my but is that I get to look forward to doing this twice a month and it gives me back it just so fills up my cup in a way that I didn't even know was possible
0: 100% I feel you there yeah and I think that's something that I actually learned on that podcast with Brian Chesky yesterday. As he said, a lot of founders forget to keep building, forget to keep creating, and that's something that I feel like this podcast is going to help us do.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very much so. Like I think that's what is so important. Anybody that's building your business or whatever is to just take pause, because you can get so lost in the weeds of running and operating your business. Is like yeah. try to make whatever can be true so that you love what you're building again. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs, like if there is one thing that has become very clear to me by having this podcast is entrepreneurs are very like, we're just different. Yeah. We're cut from a different cloth than everybody else. Like we have, you know, a high risk tolerance. Usually, you know, we love to build and be creative. And typically for some reason you at the end of the day get stuck doing the exact opposite of those things. And so how can you make those things become true in your life again? And I think that's like what I've really loved is making that true in my life again today, where I get to like have all of these creative aspects be true in my life again. Right. Yeah. So we're going to kind of actually analyze now what we have found to be the like Uh highlights and kind of the lowlights because this is the podcast of the high highs and the low lows right so really great framework that we've both used before is called rosebud thorn so rose is your high like you know it's flourishing it's amazing your butt is something that kind of has like potential, like could be something that's good. And then your thorn is like, it's just a fucking thorn in your ass. Like it just is annoying you or it was like something that was really like, that sucked. So, But it's a really great framework within your business and or like in your personal life to just kind of talk about things like it gives it structure and process. So we use it here in my company when we're kind of doing check-ins with people. And I've heard other people actually use it like around like the dinner room table to kind of get conversations going and stuff, which I kind of love. So, Andrew, what's your rosebud thorn?
0: Rosebud thorn. So basically, I'd say my rosebud from doing this podcast has been all these long form conversations with people that I would normally have just like talked to in passing at an event or something like that or haven't met at all. And actually just getting to sit down with them in a way that I have never been able to sit down with them before and have these conversations or just hear their story. I think that's so important because I think Sarah Edwards was the one who said it was she meets so many people at all these events. And she gets to talk to them for like five minutes, then gets tapped under the shoulder, and has to move over to like the next person and the next person. And that is that's a story that I I feel like I've seen so often within our business, even doing some of these these craft fairs that we've done in the past, not really get to getting to sit down and just talk to talk to the people that we interact with for two hours at a time and then share those conversations. I think that's been the biggest surprise for me is like how important and how inspiring these conversations really have been. Mm Mm-hmm. I would agree. And how like some guests that I haven't met, like how I had an idea after doing some research on them before they came in, like who they were and like what they are, like what they do. And then after hearing their story and just sitting down with them for two hours, just being completely surprised by the person that was sitting in front of me and like what their story is. Mm -hmm. Because I think we all put this like public persona on and we tell a story on our social media and things like that. But you don't often get to just sit down and hear somebody out like just open up in front of you.
1: Yeah, I have to agree that I think that's like one thing that i found so interesting. And it's like a lot of these people are people that like I've known, but I, I got so much of a full picture of them, mm-hmm. way more than even like, you know, a couple of those people I would put in like the friend category. But I've learned so much about people that I know. And I think that's like what's really beautiful about a podcast is like you get to get this full
0: story of somebody. Right. I mean, even as much interacting as we've done, in the past, just talking to you through this podcast, I've gotten to know so much more about your business and even about your family and your life. And it's just, I think those are, that's the important thing about having long conversations with people is we, we forget about that, that it's important to sit down and take this time and be intentional with that time. I think we're not, we, we're not super intentional with that.
1: I think it's interesting that you keep on referencing the Brian Chesky podcast, because that one, it was, I think it's the one on Armchair Expert that you're talking about.
0: There's one on Armchair Expert, and then Dyer, a CEO, just did one with him.
1: Okay, so I haven't listened to that one, but one thing that Brian Chesky said on Armchair Expert that I thought was so interesting was that... As humans, we just keep on wanting efficient. Yeah. And efficient isn't effective sometimes. Like so like we're like, I want my food delivered to me and I want, you know, all of these things like slack and everything like that. But we actually have not, it's not no, it wasn't efficient as thing, well, but in all of this effectiveness, we've actually lost all of the humanness right. within it. So like kind of imagine like 10 years ago, you probably would have gone to a grocery store, maybe even gone like with a friend or met up with a friend, but you were connected with humans in this process. And like now I just have groceries dropped off at my door because it's efficient, you know, and having conversations with people, you know, like that whole process and everything like even here at my company with we use Slack all of the time. And while it is efficient, like sometimes it's like you just need to like get rid of the tech and be like, let's just sit down and really have these like conversations
0: Uh and
1: understand you as a human and everything so i think that was what was really interesting all right what's your bud
0: my bud um i'd say my bud is incorporating the podcast into my already full schedule has been like that's been just a challenge that i've had to deal with it's like um going through the process of allowing myself the permission to do something that doesn't inherently make me money right now is something that And something that I really enjoy doing, because I feel like when you own your own business, when you're not doing something that's like directly toward, like geared towards revenue, I sometimes tell myself, like, I get, I feel bad about it, that I'm like, I should be doing that because I'm, I'm giving up this opportunity to be making more money or making more products and things like that. But I think that's something I've been balancing with, like balancing and seeing that what this has allowed me to do. And like, as I've been doing it, it's the thing that I, I sometimes am like, oh, I don't know if I can fit this in my schedule this week. But then when I do it, I'm like, I'm so glad I fit this in my schedule this week, right? And I think changing my mindset on stuff like that, it's helped me in other areas of my of my life and business as well as like making the time for the things that you really enjoy doing because it does refresh you or when you go back to the other stuff that's more work-related, right? Even though you should love what you do within your business, there's still plenty of stuff you have to do as a small business owner. That is just work that you have to do, right? But doing something you really truly do love doing I think it's been an important thing to incorporate into my into my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I think it's just like if you're not living life and you're not feeling fulfilled, then why are you doing it
0: then? I know, it's been that's been
1: <laughs> You're like that's been a journey. That actually
0: leads into my Your thorn. Uh, into my thorn a little bit is like being simultaneously excited to start this podcast and do this, but also simultaneously working through changes within my own business where my business partner and my wife, she a job outside of our company and took a step back and what what her roles were within the company so she's not as much in the forefront of what we do anymore on a daily basis and after sharing the business for about eight years it's been kind of like mourning that a little bit Mm -hmm. like not having that dynamic in our business but now it's like that all was happening all at the same time of starting the podcast so that was kind of my thorn was that whole transition within my business but also then like simultaneously having this excitement to start the podcast but also like managing that change on the other side as well and then also the continuing to manage that change like where i'm at with with my business essentially like kind of trying to find that like rebuilding stage because as you were talking about earlier is like we sometimes get lost in just the managing of the business i feel like i'm just now coming out of a three or four year period of being stuck just managing my business and not creating anything yeah and i think that's something that's like been a thorn throughout this process is like it, it has kind of it sometimes creeps into the the emotions I have around the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's really the thorn. Mm. And it's hard, but it's, it's what it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's like, I always hate the, 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 the,
0: but that's what it is. So,
1: yes, I yeah. do.
0: It's, a, that's like such a, it's such a defeatist mindset. And it's not really that's what it is, but I think you have to go against a challenge and you have to, you have to, you have to get past that challenge in order for good things to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you have to hit a low in order for you to find a high.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I, I think, like we said, like, this is the, the high highs and the low lows. And I think like I've fought against this term balance for a while. Like, right. you know, I just need to find balance. And I've always been like, I unfortunately think that the human experience is a bit like a roller coaster where you have a lot of highs and you have a lot of lows, because if it everything was always the sameness, like if it was yeah. always just middle, would you actually ever understand? You wouldn't ever understand. And I guess for me personally, I wouldn't the lows are so low. They hurt so much sometimes, but building and the perseverance and like the highs that come out of you figuring shit out, they're so fucking high. They feel so good. And so like if you said you can have either, if you said to me, you can either have high highs and low lows or you can have damnness all the time, I would still pick highs and lows, even though the lows really like Because you push, because I think what's the trick about the lows is, and I think I can acknowledge this, and it is so hard when you're in a low because it just is all consuming. Like it is a deep, dark depression that just you cannot get out of. Right. But every time I've gone to the ultimate low and once I've kind of climbed and scaled my way out of it, I can look back and I can appreciate the lessons that it gave me. I don't think I would grow. I don't think you can grow as a human if you don't have high highs and
0: low lows. Right. For sure, I think we're not really looking for balance. We're looking for a serendipity in a way, just kind of like a like you have to be able to appreciate both of those things.
1: Yeah, I don't think as a human, I I've always been on this like passive of personal and professional growth, and I don't think without like. Having that volatility that you can get there. So,
0: and that's the thing is that when I was in some of the lows at the beginning of this process and throughout this process, I always have to remind myself the one thing I, I, I do remind myself always is that this is not forever this low, this mm-hmm. feeling. The what's going to come out of this, what decisions you make will be will result in something better than this. Yeah. And will probably result in something better than what you think you want to go back to. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's something that I always kind of keep in mind is that the future is bright yeah the future is always bright because there's a future yeah that that's something i just always like hold on to is that as long as there's a future because there has to be you can like the world is your oyster you can change it yeah and it, you like don't get too i i think i kept looking at b- being like oh q4 is coming and like i have to do these like there's these like benchmarks i kept seeing in my company that i kind of had to keep hitting or trying to hit now there was just it was really just me doing this stuff and I had to come to terms and say, like, that's not possible to do with just you and letting certain things go that I like breaking down certain things that I had built up in my business or like structures or just SOPs. I'm like, well, let's just get rid of that. And so like the more of these SOPs that crumble and the more of these like these things that I held in such high regard that weren't really that important, I keep letting those things crumble. The freer I start feeling. It's like I get this like feeling in my gut like once I get past it me like well, that wasn't that bad. like <laughs> like I can build that again like I know it's there. it's a process but right now it doesn't work. so get rid of it like I'll move on.
1: It's amazing how you can build these things that uh, within your company that you just are like hey, this is it will be dragging you down and then all of a sudden you're like at some point you're just like, what well, would maybe I just stop doing that one thing or whatever.
0: I know. Because here's the thing is you think like all your past successes, you're like, but that thing was the thing that that was a rung on the ladder that helped me get to this point where I made so much money in my business. But then you're like, yeah, but like you may not be making as much money in your business now, right? In this point in time, then you get rid of that. That might lead you to make more money yes, or more revenue in the future because you got through this period. No. Like we're always looking at business as this like constant growth top and it's like this straight up arrow, but it's you introduced me to this in like May. You're like, think about business as an S-curve. And I was like, oh yeah, that is so important to think about because then you actually zoom out. I started to focus too much on just like the one period I was in and it just looks like a down, like a down spiral. But really, if you zoom out, it's an up spiral still.
1: No, I think, I mean, there's a reason it's called the S-curve of economics. Like they teach this in like like economics, like it's a thing and I is... I think it's so interesting because it's an asset. It's like you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing. And then, oh, shit, stuff starts like stalling out and then it starts going down. But I think it's in that entrepreneurship. If you have resilience and stick with itness, then you're going to start right. fucking tinkering and figuring out and then you're going to fucking like start climbing again. And 1000 percent, it's going to feel fucking great. You're going up the high highs and then it's it will stall out and then it will it will go down because like life is fluid. People change, customer demand changes, like everything, you know, like that's just, I think, in acknowledging that part of the process, yeah. like we're going to build like we're on the high highs of the podcast right now. We're like building it. We're like, look at that new new level of listeners. Love that for us. And like there will come a point where we're like, well, fuck me. This is not going to more- stall
0: out or something at Christmas. <laughs>
1: yeah. They still, I think, have a little bit more runway than that I or know, whatever. But then it is, and then you're just going to tinker with it. Maybe you're like, oh, I need to publish on this different platform, or like we need to mix up the guests or something like that, you know. And then you're just going to tinker, and then you're going to be like, woohoo, you know. Totally. So yeah.
0: Else turn the tables on you. What are what are your rosebud thorn?
1: Yeah, my rosebud thorns. So what I wrote down was, I think one of the roses was like we had two pretty big wins fairly early on in the podcast, and I thought that was super fun. So we had. We've now had a couple people reach out to be on the podcast and that was super like that felt like kind of like a milestone marker that yeah. I was like, oh, wow. And then we also um, got asked for some information to be in the Startup MN magazine, which I'm still trying to figure out which, epi- which uh, uh, issue. Ma- issue that is. But I um, those are two things like that were just really like didn't expect greats. And I kind of like love that. Like they weren't like we didn't plan that. Like they just kind of happened and those were super fun. So I would say those were kind of my like rose moments a little bit of like things that we didn't work hard for. But they happen from other hard work, like all the other hard work of the podcast. And then people are like, wow, you're doing something really cool. I want to celebrate it or be a part of it. Right. And that just felt very that was like confirmation. I think that especially like I needed. And so that felt really great. So that was my rose. And then my bud, my bud, I kind of took in a little bit of a different way, but my bud has been kind of like it is the. Consistency of every two weeks. I know that we're going to be having this like conversation on the podcast, either with really great guests or you and I get to connect and talk about something. And I've just found that to be really like filling my cup in a way. It also makes me a way more intentional leader, actually. So that's kind of my bud, is because I feel like I am now reprioritizing my leadership and reading business books and understanding stuff in a way that I didn't before. Which um, I would listen to podcasts, but like, you know, ever since we've started this, like, you know, I'm a slow reader. And so like, but I've sat down and had intentionality and I read all of The Gap and The Gain and I'm currently reading Radical Candor and then I'll read 10x is better than 2x. And I think it's like, and reading is really slow for me, but I think it's like, because I've listened to them on audio, but now reading it, it's like really cementing into me. And I don't think without this podcast, which is, I was about to say it is what it is, and I just told you I hated It is what it is. I think what I have loved is that by having this podcast, it has helped me refuel me investing in myself in a very professional learning atmosphere and environment. And I've quite loved that. So that's kind of my bud a little bit is it's helping me grow by having this thing that I get to like pour into that brings me, gives me back. It's like that very cyclical cycle that I've talked about is like what I put into it kind of just comes back to me.
0: Yeah, that bud is also on my rose bush. Yeah. Like that, having that, just the conversations we've been having and the intentionality with it, I guess, where we we come and we talk about, it, we, we reference a book and then we feel like we want to be on the same page. So we start reading these books. We talk about these books. And even some of our guests have talked about these books. We're like, it, it has created this like more intentionality. Yeah. But I think seeing the humanness of our guests and even the conversations we've been having, how we get to share these highs and lows, it basically, it makes us feel seen in a way. It makes us feel like we're not doing this alone. Because I think as founders, we are we can become very alone in this. Like it can feel <laughs> very, very much, yes, we feel very isolating. And I think that's what's been nice about doing this.
1: Yeah. Which that is actually... Uh... It is not funny because it's my thorn, but I would say that was my my thorn from all of this was that when we started this, very much so I did not feel like people were rallying for us. I was very much like our community and the people that we care deeply about. I think we're like, why are you doing this? Like you have a business like, you know, this is going to take away from that. It just was like a lot of negatives instead of a lot of like high five positives and then it became this like chip on my shoulder mentality a little bit of I'm like well I'm going to prove y'all fucking wrong you know I know it's weird cuz I think people are starting to see or through really hard conversations with people you know really hard vulnerable conversations with lots of people to be honest like in my personal life and in the business where I'm like no this really like serves me so much and I'm going to keep doing it so I need us to figure out a way that things can be true by me doing this because I'm not going to stop doing this so we can either like co-support each other and figure out how to make this all true. And I think though that that's like 100% was a thorn at that moment because it did feel so deeply personal. You know, it's always really hard. I think in anybody's life, be it in business or whatever, it's like when you're deeply passionate about something and you're not feeling somebody that you care deeply about reciprocating that. And so that's been something that I've like kind of reflected on a lot. But then I've realized that I've also like through that process have stuck true to what I know is true within myself that I love it so much. And then having those conversations has actually made all of those relationships now better and deeper on a much better level. It was just really hard going through that process, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think having those conversations with those people, I think they their minds were in the right place in terms of some of the conversations you'd have. But I think They just wanted what was best for me. They'd they'd see you winning. And they also know we're a little crazy with our...
1: I think it's like, it's not crazy. I think it's that... I was thinking
0: about the Crazy Ones podcast.
1: The Crazy Ones podcast or whatever. But what I very much realized is what's different about a lot of entrepreneurs is that you are... in the Kobe, they call it a quick start. Like, I don't need a ton of facts to start something. Like, I'm like, okay, got it. Like, I'm like, my Kobe is like very low follow through, low, low fact finder. Super high quick start and then um, mid range integrator, which just means like I really like tactile things and stuff like that. And for a lot of like, there's not a ton of people that have super high quick start. Mm-hmm. That's why there's just not a whole world of there can't be a whole world of entrepreneurs, people that just can't, you know,
0: might be too many as it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: And who knows, but very much so. And I think that's where it's like for other people, they're like, I don't even know how you could do this. Like, how could you just like wake up one day and start a podcast? You know, like that's crazy because. For other people, like they do need like they would need a lot more facts, you know, to kind of like,
0: like how are you going to make money?
1: Correct. Like all of these things. And for me personally, my whole entire existence has been the doing is the learning of it. You know, I it was interesting in our EOS annual who who is also an entrepreneur, she had to negotiate a business deal. Like originally they like were offering her like a flat salary or something like that. And she like came back and she was like, no pay me less, but pay me commission. She was like, I will bet on myself all day long. She said that. And I was like, I see that. I get that. I would bet on myself all day long. Like I will figure out whatever it needs to do to be figured out, but I'm going to get it started Mm -hmm. because not getting it started is not going to help me figure it out and bet on myself, you know? And I think that's where it's like the stalling out is like that to me is like, oh, that's where I feel like I was for a while. It's like I was stalled out, you know, right. and I like got to now build again. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what's utilizing my best skills right is to build. It is not utilizing my best skills to think of systems and processes to like we know the foreshadow in the future of the The world's okay. So, I'm pretty sure newer will probably have employees and like they'll be doing processes and stuff like that. That literally, like, shit that pains my soul, you know, like could do worse skill. Really hate like reading things and copy editing and stuff like that. Right. And I
0: love learning how to do the clipping and the editing and things like that. But I know that that day where I don't want to do it anymore is going to come and. I'll be, I will be ready to hand it off.
1: No. And I mean, it's like interesting, like Alex Lieberman talks about that in Founders Journals too, is like, I'm a good builder. I will build it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then I need to get it off of me and have somebody else maintain it, you know?
0: Right. I was taught when I was in coaching, we talked a lot about how I love, I love like one through two and 10.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's high quick start though. That's like totally it, it is like, you know, it, but you need kind of like that balance of other 100%. people that can do all of those things. And like, Other people, like, I think it's so important to, it's like, it's so important to acknowledge that, like, you're really good at these areas and to value them. And that's why it's like starting this podcast and I value it so much because this is like what I'm like this is what we're good at is starting things and then I value so much and like other people in my other company they're so good at shit that I am terrible at like I would fire myself I want like to fire myself I did fire myself from all of those jobs because I am not good at it and I'm actively trying to fire myself from so many other jobs but yeah and so I think that's like the process of this podcast or any business is you want to grow it so you can fire yourself from all the shit that you hate right In the future of this business, I want to fire us both from doing things that we truly suck at because we're like okay at a lot of various things
0: right now. But yeah, that's building.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I would say we're at. And like, I don't know, we didn't journal about this, but like what would be one thing that you would like? So in EOS, you do kind of your like your 10 year, your three year, your one year. What do you hope this looks like in 10 years?
0: Ten years, my goodness. It's hard to even think about 10 years. That's
1: why it's such a fun, scary question.
0: I don't know. I hope we're having more conversations with people, not just in the the immediate area in our city. I hope that at some point we're traveling to other cities or guests are flying in because they want to be on our podcast. Yeah, I think I'd like to see more guests coming to us. Yeah. I think I'd like to just continue to have more of these conversations. I think in 10 years, I, I feel like I don't know if I can get... Hired of having conversations with people mm-hmm. because I think that's something that why I love this process so much is and I think we, we talked about it in one of our texts is like if we could just monetize these conversations we're having right between the two of us I was like that would be that would be awesome. And then I think about how many more conversations I have with just other people when I'm having conversations is like I love just the thing I love more than anything in life is sitting down with somebody and just talking and listening mm-hmm. like just hearing their story or hearing something that's going on in their life. Or something that they're building or working on and neither and workshopping it or or just talking about it. I think maybe that would be something I'd love to hear in a podcast as well as like actually sitting down and workshopping with somebody. Like strategizing, like maybe a mentorship program in a way. Mm. But maybe that's for another, that's maybe another business altogether. But mm. I don't know. I love solving problems with people.
1: Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. I mean, that's like using your zone of genius. Right. Problem solving. Okay. Three year?
0: three year i mean it's kind of similar to the 10 year i guess i want to keep i just want to keep having conversations with people i can't imagine i guess in three years i guess this is kind of they're, they're a little backwards is i would actually like to have a dedicated podcasting space mm-hmm. where the stuff's all set up we can just go to it that'd be great So a little behind the scenes contacts for everybody um, when we get here on wednesdays we set everything up really quick set it up and we take it down it's a fire it drill, it's a fire drill. And somewhere and we just we discovered that we're doing um, more podcasts in the morning with guests that if we get here at nine and they come at 10, we are we have to get things going.
1: Oh, yeah, it it's is fast. It's and fast. if they're early, which it's Minnesota and everybody is early here. Yeah. I don't know why. As a New Yorker, I'm like, 10.05, pulling up.
0: Yeah, Every New Yorker is like fashionably 15 minutes late.
1: Yeah, just in our DNA.
0: But I think a, a dedicated podcasting space would be kind of cool because then... The audio would, we could, we could control the audio a little better. And also building out a space is fun. Yeah. As you know. Yeah. I do know. I do. I feel like that would be on the three to 10 year, three or 10 year.
1: One year, next year, whatever. We'll just say the end of October of 2024.
0: I want to be almost exclusively doing interviews with just other people. Like I think I, I think that's the direction I'd love to see this podcast go is. I love the conversations we have between the two of us like this. Yeah. But I think I would like to have more conversations with more people (laughs) and have that be the direction this podcast goes. I can get that for sure. Because I just, I've, the energy I get from talking to other people is just, there's something so interesting about it. Like, I think that I keep finding this like theme that, that in all the guests that we've interviewed so far, the thing that I've noticed is that the moment where their business strikes or where they like set out and they take that step or they like are at a new place in their business. It doesn't come from this place of like, it doesn't come from their brain. Mm -hmm. It literally comes from their heart or from their gut. They all talked about this. They all have this like this thing. They said they like have this like body feel, right? I think Erin from the Coven said it best. Like when I asked her about it and she was like, I just say, it's like this feeling inside of me, like I feel it and everybody said it. And it's like, I've identified this point when with everyone like realized that they're the thing that they had inside of them needed to come out. Yeah. And I want to continue to explore that and like think more about that concept, because that's a feeling that I, that I know I've had in starting my business. And there's points in my business where I've had that feeling that's led to great things. And so I want to keep identifying that mm-hmm. point and like figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like when the muse comes out, I think there might be something there. Because if anybody knows me, I'm a little heady. I think about things a lot. <laughs> so for you, what would be your 10-year, three-year, and one-year?
1: Um, my 10 year would be that the podcast actually could bring in, I would say like 20% of my overall revenue. I've got some really big goals in the next 10 years.
0: I always forget about revenue. (laughs) I don't, but I'm like, it's always like... I'm pretty
1: seasoned. I just came off of an annual, too, where we just went for a really
0: big revenue goal. Oh, yeah. I always forget uh, when I was, when I'm going through the EOS process reading this book, it's like, it's so revenue-driven. I always forget about that.
1: It's not that it's revenue-driven. It's just that money is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on in you. And as my cousin once said, and I do love this saying so much, is that money won't solve all your problems, but it will solve
0: your money problems. Yeah, but also, uh, don't forget, J.C.'s Said, jay-z said more money more problems
1: i disagree with that statement actually like you still have problems don't get me wrong but it is it, you're going up the Maslow scare of hierarchy where it's like your
0: basic needs are met and so then you can kind of start like doing things you know like i think there's a something that i am always conscious of is lifestyle creep uh, is that that's something i always try to check myself on when i make more money because i'm making more money now than i ever did when i was like before and before that and bef- like the year before that before that and i think about sometimes I hear these people who are making you know millions of dollars and they feel they feel broke and it's like well you do because you've your lifestyles creeped up on you yeah you know what I mean and that's always something to I like do I I'm mean, always like wondering when and what's enough sometimes I guess this is a concept I always kind I would of think say about. this
1: is like I can very much so like this is where I would really appreciate the gap in the game' is like I'm like I'm at a level of very much so like content and happiness like more money isn't going to make me happier. But it is going to allow me freedoms to go and pursue and or build something else and or invest in something that I want, like a little bit of that creating the world that you want. Like if it was between me having more money or we'll just say Jeff Bezos for a second. You know, I need to do more research on Jeff Bezos. So. I just he would invest his money very differently than I would like I would really try to like very much so like micro lending and like very much so trying to like I've always wanted to like build a lot of schools like in developing countries and everything like education is so important to me and like my background as a teacher, you know, and that's where money allows you to do those things. So I understand you on lifestyle creep ish because I've worked also really fucking hard. Like I was just in Denver and it was not like I did, don't stay at like four seasons or whatever. But I moved into a phase where like I will
0: totally stay at a Holiday Inn.
1: But I really like sometimes staying just like one level above a Holiday Inn and everything.
0: Right. And I think this is so a quote that I heard, which was a really good thing. is like someone said once, like, I want to make enough money where when I go out to dinner, I don't have to think about it when I pay for the bill. And then I was also thinking about this. Wasn't it recent experience I had? I was at a gala that we were donating money at. And I was looking at the amount of people who are donating money. And I was like, I feel fortunate that I was able to donate money, this thing. And I feel like I want to continue like with the revenue and the money that we make. I want to be able to feel comfortable being able to donate to good causes and things like that. And I think for me, that's like a happiness benchmark is like not looking at things necessarily monetarily, like look how big my house is, look at these new cars I have, right? But measuring it based on the things that I can actually invest in. Like you were saying, invest in companies or build schools or things like that. More like the Mackenzie Scott model versus the Jeff Bezos model. And I think that for me is like really where I look at it. So that's why I was like, I mean, we'll get stuck on revenue and the money like, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it clouds that again, it gets in the way of the, that, that hits the brain and not the gut. I think the gut leads you to revenue.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing about revenue is it tells you also, though, it's like that product market fit. There's a bajillion ways. I always have this joke, if you know me, is like somebody who's like, oh, my God, it's so hard to make money. I was like, it's actually not that hard to make money. It's just really hard how you want to make money because all of us could get on OnlyFans right now and make just like print those dollar bills. Oh, yeah.
0: We'll find our product market fit on there (laughs) for sure.
1: (laughs) And so I'm always like, no, it's just like, but getting money doing like this podcast or something like that, like getting up to a certain level has confirmed that you have product market fit and that people find this valuable and that, you know, you're being compensated for what you're putting out there in the world at a level. So that's kind of where I would say like 20% of my overall like revenue portfolio. I love to come to the podcast. 100% with, I don't want to be the producer anymore. I 100% want to be detached from emails, but that's going to happen in three years. So my three years would be that we at least have two people on the team. One that's really like the producer that is very much so like coordinating everything, making sure like the guests know where they're going, like doing all of that communication. Sending the podcast off for editing and then having somebody that is very much so dialed into like the social and the media side of it is like doing all of the clips and the cutting and all of the meme and the video uh, social medias and the video and everything, you know, for YouTube and stuff like that. So it might actually that's probably more like three or four people. Right. And to do that, we're going to need to start generating revenue and everything. So looking for key sponsorships is kind of what in the next year I would like to secure one sponsorship. And then to currently we have one outsourced overseas employee contractor. It's not really an employee, it's a contractor. But ideally, I would say in the next year, if it was even like a part-time person to start like relieving some of the like kind of like the things that we're doing that are not within our zone of genius, that would be my one year goal. So that yep. so I can start working with it within my more of my zone of genius than you can too so oh, 100%. yeah but i hear you on space and i think it's really just like doing those like logistical things that yeah. not good at so right. i get it done but yeah i like i'm very much like texting guests sometimes at like 8 p.m being like hey just as a reminder your podcast is tomorrow and i'll meet He's you outside yes i mean i don't even say like please confirm they like confirm to the google thing i'm just like as a reminder here it is so
0: tomorrow morning yeah ten a.m
1: yeah but no, but it's been, I said it at my annual, but yeah, this has been one of my highs of 2023 is like getting to build this with you. Like it hit- it's just uh unexpected high that Absolutely. I didn't realize like how much it was going to give to me.
0: Right. It's really funny. I had such a fear of public speaking yeah. and this in a way is public speaking. Yeah. And it's really helped get me past that. Like I said to you, it's like, I know like after I had a bad public speaking experience that I had to push past that because it was a challenge. It was like when the world's, Sends to be a challenge. I kind of look at it and go like, okay, I have to get, I have to get to the top of that mountain. I have to get over that. And this has really helped with that essentially is getting over that public speaking fear in a sense. And like I said to you, I said, I watched Charles Schultz be deposed by Congress. I was like, I want to someday be deposed by Congress. Because like I want to get pe- like that was part of my fears like speaking in public. What is what not? What is not wor- like what is worse than being deposed by Congress?
1: I'm glad that you didn't put that as the ten year goal for this. Was like being deposed by Congress from this podcast, and I was like, what did this podcast do? Yeah, what did we sudden, do being just by Congress?
0: Hey, you never know. Other podcasters have ended up in weird hot water.
1: Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, that's not my ten year goal though. No, so yeah, that's all. Oh yeah. So thank you so much everybody for helping us build this podcast. And truly, as we've just said, it's just been. one of the highs of this. Like, honestly, it's only, it's not even been six months. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's been, what, like
0: three or four months?
1: Yeah, so just really thank you so much. We're just continue to like put so much energy into this thing that we love so much. So, and with that, please do share it. A lot of you are sharing it, but continue to share it with friends. Like I cannot stress enough like how important that is for this podcast to grow so that in the coming years we can afford employees.
0: Absolutely. go we'll
1: seek sponsorship.
0: I love hearing the feedback I get from people. Yeah. People who call me or text me or message me, things like that.
1: Yeah. It's so much fun. So we just truly, truly from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. And very exciting things are like we're pretty much going to be dialed in and so we're gonna be kind of on this like non-stop guest sprint here in the coming weeks so just uh super excited and if you know of anybody that you think would be a great podcast guest, what that means is, just so you know, is like you're super high energy and you can be super vulnerable at the same time. Like if you are a roller coaster, <laughs> then I have let you on this podcast. So definitely recommend yourself to it. And if you can throw a couple jokes in there, that's great, too. So. Or
0: anybody who is doing something interesting in business or interesting in general with something in life, I want to talk to them. Yeah.
1: But thank you so much. This has been great.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.